full of loneliness and misery and suffering and unhappiness, and it's all over much too quickly. The question is, have I learned anything about life? Hello, everybody. My name is Zen Okami from Essence of Zen. I'm your host for yet another episode of Essence of Zen After Dark. I'm joined by my studious co-hosts. You love him. You know him. You praise him. He is all of our new gods. Don't take that out of context. It's just a joke. I'm talking about the only man to go five rounds toe-to-toe with Mike Tyson, six rounds toe-to-toe one-on-one with Muhammad Ali, the man, the legend, Louis, that Mexican with a K, Sandoval. How you doing, Louis? I'm going to correct you. It was actually... Uh... Um, eight rounds with Mike Tyson, but oh. I don't want to brag. The animal. <laughs> How's it going, Zane? <laughs> hey, thanks for the introduction, as always. Well, well, and you're welcome. Uh, I, I have the strangest urge to like make a modded uh, punch out game and make a little Mac, you know, with the name <laughs> that Mexican, okay? <laughs> and just have you go against uh, Mike Tyson and uh, Muhammad Ali. Very <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. Would be. Uh, I don't know if you remember uh, in our last episode together, uh, we talked about doing a special episode uh, covering that which of Google's uh, fetish for killing off software tools and platforms uh, that they've created in the past. Uh, oof, uh, what's the earliest year? Uh, since <laughs> like 2003. Yeah, I do remember that. Well, that's that episode this week. Uh, and excuse me for the audience listening to me to drink out of a cup. I'm drinking uh, some ginger lemon tea. A little bit different from my, my normal drinks on the show. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to talk about the, as I'm going to name the episode, Google Software's Hitman. And we're going to go through a list of uh, some of the, 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 the tools and platforms that Google has killed off. Some of these that we're going to look to... Uh, live on this show for the first time. I, I've, I have not gone through every single one of these things. Uh, but we're also going to talk about some of the ones that hit us, you know, the hardest. Uh, and then sum it up to a nice bow at the end saying, should we be worried about the aspect of Google killing off so many uh, platforms and tools and even hardware within these... Uh, uh, mm, uh, I can't do math right now, Lewis. Like, what, what is it? Uh, 17 years? Ah, uh, let's see, let's see. So, the reference I got, I got, I got fourteen years. We're from the source I'm looking at. I don't know which one you're looking at exactly. I just went to the kill by Google, and the first thing on that list is like 2003 to 2006. But it's weird. Oh yeah, this would be it'd be fourteen years. Yeah, it's quite quite a few things. Hmm. Um. But before we do jump onto that topic, uh, because this is our show that we kind of cover various different uh, topics or different genres of topics, I have to make a quick honorable mention to three topics that kind of covered the more recent uh, week and a half uh, due to our uh, our week off. that had to be with 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 Samsung, and uh, so so first things first. I think we talked about it before. The Samsung Galaxy Z or Z, if you're in you know other parts of the world, uh, flip their new clamshell folding phone with the bendable screen, foldable screen. 
Uh, yeah, it's almost like the response to the to the motor razor. <sighs> I don't know if the motor razor's actually been a hit at all. <laughs> From what I've been seeing online, man, it's uh, oh, oh, it's I, got its own problems. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, you know, we'll, uh, save we'll save that for like a future detail video and or or a podcast episode. But just wanted to point out that uh, people were skeptical of Samsung's claim that the screen had glass in it. And so there's a popular YouTuber by the name of uh, Jerry Riggs Everything. I don't think Jerry's his real name. I forget what it is. Uh, he did a you know one of his famous teardowns and torture tests. And he was able to scratch the screen with his fingernail again. But so, you know, he claims that Samsung lied and that, you know, it's not glass. Maybe there's some glass pieces in the, the, the polymer used on the screen, but it's not glass. And Samsung came out and was like, no, this is actually glass. We just covered the glass with, you know, layers of polymer plastic to protect the glass, which protects the, uh, the, the actual screen. Because the glass is just UTG, ultra thin glass, which has been a thing since 2016 or 13, I think, mm. um, is thinner than a hair follicle. So if you touch the glass directly, and of course it'll stand up, but depending on how hard you press it, you can fracture it. So they, they went, we'll still put plastic on top of it to add some type of security, but you're not actually damaging the actual screen. And some people still find that a little bit shaky and iffy. Again, we can get into that topic on a later day. I just want to let people know out there that yes, glass is actually in the device. Yes, the glass bends. It's just super, 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 super thin. Uh, and that that's one. Uh, two is kind of a, uh, a or, or the next two quick topics are kind of a warning and a, uh, a heads up. So, you know, Huawei has currently been banned or, or you know, the, the Huawei ban in the U.S., the states is, is, is a current thing. Uh, and people would just say, well, I'll just sideload my Google apps on the Huawei devices that have been banned and can't access Google apps and yada, yada, yada. Well, Google has warned against that and it, it basically serves as means of you don't want to potentially have them getting their fingers on your accounts and your data and et cetera. And again, we can go through a different video or a podcast that covers these claims. Uh, this is not that episode, sadly. Uh, so that's I'm assuming. Uh, I was gonna say uh, I'm assuming the Google apps don't come pre-installed on the Huawei devices. Then no, if Google want to say okay. Um, but you know, we'll get that, but not on this date. So if you have been thinking of like buying the Huawei Mate X or whatever new Huawei phones that do not have Google uh, apps uh, loaded onto it, and you just go outside load it, do some research before we cover it. You know, officially on on the on the the channel of EOZ, uh, and rethink your 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 idea or your plans, and make your own decisions after that point. And our last warning is to update your Chrome version uh, immediately. Uh, it, they rolled out an update last week, and then like a few days later, another update came out. Reason being, uh, the uh, CIA actually, uh, or was it the FBI? No, it was CIA, the Cyber Intelligence thing. Uh, was it CIA? One one of the alphabet letter agencies. <laughs> so many. Yes, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, the CIA. I think. I think this. Yes. Okay, anyway, 
<laughs> warned that there was a critical uh, vulnerability flaw in that version of Google Chrome. They, you know, informed Google about it. Google you know, released another update. So what you can do is simply open your browser, click the three dotted icon for the menu in the far right, go to settings, then click about Chrome. And uh, it should tell you what version you're currently running. The version that you need to be on at the bare minimum for the updated specs is version 80.0.3987.116. And that'll protect you from this, this uh, specific uh, vulnerability. So just so you know. Uh, it's uh help and then about ah nice. yeah but, but yeah it'll it'll start checking for updates for you thank you muffin my wife oh, brought, brought, brought food. <laughs> nice <laughs> but um i actually want to we'll, we'll cover this kind of as we get further down and some topics for the day with google but i'm just gonna say i'm i'm, I'm looking at Switching browsers again because <laughs> because of Google. <laughs> what browser are you currently using? I'm I, I'm back on Chrome only because uh, Brave was having issues on my uh, my newest build with stuttering and lagging and I couldn't figure out why because Chrome doesn't mm -hmm. Chromium does it but Brave was but not on my laptop only on my new desktop. Uh, so I came back to Chrome and now I'm thinking of like going to Firefox because uh, I kind of want to dip my toes out of chromium again to see kind of how the landscape has changed and etc but you know gotcha I, I did have issues with uh well we'll raise my main one but i did have issues with i think one of their versions about a month ago mm -hmm. it was just crashing very often but now it's, it seems to be all right again i guess i just needed a, a bug fix in there extreme programming man <laughs> <laughs> But with those out of the way, let's jump into the main topic of today's uh, segment, or I guess episode, and that is, uh, again, Google's fetish was killing off a series and a slew of applications, services, and even hardware. Uh, and so today we're looking through a few of our sources. You can find them in the show notes, and the, the main two are killedbygoogle.com, as well as uh, gcemetery.co. Uh, so if you want to follow along as we kind of go through these lists, um, by all means, you can do that. So, <laughs> Lewis, are, are there any particular ones that kind of stand out to you? Uh, definitely, definitely Google Hangouts. That was, that was my big one. That was, that was my, the one I probably use the most. Yeah. Uh, but, uh. What sticks out for you, Zane? Um, <laughs> well, th th there, there's, uh, there, there, there's two. Uh, one we'll we'll get in a little bit later, but uh, as well, Google Hangouts, man. Like when Google Hangouts first came out and when it first released, it was like the platform for a lot of Android users, Google users, and even people who used um, iOS devices on their laptops. And, um, you know, it was, it was a great app. It, it was like legitimately a great app and platform. And as time went on, they were like, oh, you know, let's, let's, let's try to, let's try to mix it up. Let's try to add some versatility to it. And so they made the app fuse your text messages, your, your, your multimedia messages as well. And it became really weird and, and really buggy and really annoying. And they went, okay, we hear you. 
let's take this out or like let's split the feature so now the app has two tabs one for the instant messages and then one for your text message and it's like why can't we just have the separate apps it's it's, it's okay they're, they're they're two separate things for two separate purposes and then we, okay oh okay we, we we hear you let's we'll, 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 we'll just tangle it and they just came out with you know the the current salvage google hangouts which you can still use to this day that still have the video uh, feature and the, the the voice feature, uh, but now they say, oh, we're gonna kill it off, and now it's gonna die <laughs> supposedly um, this year in uh, targeted December, and I'm sad. Yeah, remember how you could do uh, that that group video call mm-hmm. and then have it stream to YouTube yes. directly? Yeah, man, that was that was pretty cool. There's there's a good amount of YouTubers who, who did that. Get people on board. Just publish it directly over there, and then the replacement was Google Allo, <laughs> which I think is dying or dead too. <laughs> and Google Allo, it. I mean, yes, the 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 icon is different, but it just looks like they just painted it yellow. <laughs> the Google Allo was basically. Like like a rebranding of Google Hangouts. Uh, it didn't have the the video capabilities that it had with Google Hangouts, where you could uh, stream that directly to YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what their goal was with with Allo when, when it first came out. I was really confused. I'm like, oh, why do we need another app for for this? But okay, whatever. I hung along and stuck with it for however long it was. And then, <laughs> what do you know? On March 12, 2019, <laughs> Allo was also killed. <laughs> that's, that's also like, it's, it's the strangest thing to me because like, I, I, I know that, like they killed it off because now they're working with their new uh, MMS uh, protocol altogether, which I right. think is live in some areas. Uh, you're talking about the Messages app now. Now it's uh, just called Messages. Not even just the, the app. Um, so Google wrote out an entirely new protocol. Uh, so that Oh, and I don't know. Um, that's supposed to replace SMS. Yes, RCS. So RCS. It's yeah, called. it's rich communication. Sus. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, know, no, I forgot the standards code. Yeah, it's 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 not on our list, and so like I just bring it up Allo, and like it, it it just like slot it to my mindset just now. Um, but yeah, and so like that's we went okay, let's just go a complete different um, direction. Let's you know, revamp the entire standard, and I'm kind of okay with that. I'm I'm cool with making the actual basis of communication, uh, improving it to a new standard. I don't know how I feel about Google. Because uh, I don't know if they technically own that standard or if it's going to be more open and like just kind of a we made this we don't we're not claiming ownership of it. Uh, but um, I I liked Allo. Allo was very fun. You know, that's what they were going for. You could make your text big, small. They had the animated stickers, the cool stickers. Yeah. You could take a picture and and make your face into like you know your own custom stickers. But like it died in like a year. <laughs> oh no! I'm sorry. Like uh, three years, uh, two and a half, I, I guess. But no, that's 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 pitiful. Pitiful. Yeah, they did not really commit to that at all. And they had a whole 
whole a whole Google Cloud Summit showcase show thing where they made it a big deal and they killed it off in like two and a half years. They literally had dedicated time slots, marketing, animations, a video story for this one feature. And they killed it. And it was it wasn't even it couldn't even have his barf mitts for dude. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm 2016 sorry. to 2019, three years, three years. And from I, what I could see, the reason was that they were just gonna, like you said, just roll it into their messages app. <laughs> that same functionality. Go ahead. But no, it's, it's it's ironic because the only thing that actually did survive from the the Google Allo uh, creation was the partner app, which was Google Duo, which they seem to be kind of pushing heavier, but like. And maybe it's, it's just me because I don't really care about FaceTiming at all. I barely want to make phone calls. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, what? Okay. Okay, sure. I, I, do, I do use a Duo. I'm a freaking user. I uh, talk to my family. Yeah, you're uh, a family man, though. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, I, I use it pretty often. Uh, the only thing I don't like about that is the name. I, Duo just, I, I forget what the app is called. Every time I ask my family if they have the Google Video app, <laughs> right, that's why I have to ask if they have the Google Video app installed because I always forget what it's called. FaceTime is easy. It's I don't know. Like I I, I say FaceTime when I'm referring to the Google product as well because FaceTime is just it, it makes sense. <laughs> you can see my face for a good amount of time using the video thing you want, on the internet. You wanna know what's funny? What? I just came up with the, the idea that you know if it was called Google Hello, that would have been like kind of kind of cool, <laughs> but they can't now because it sounds too close to Google Allo, like Allo, governor, and so like it's it's okay, it's 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 it's, it's no longer viable. <laughs> I mean, they they could they they could they still could, but ah man. I mean, we could set up some servers and 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 uh, create a uh, what is it called an RTP uh, point and make our own video client. <laughs> EOZ, hello. <laughs> My goodness, I'm writing that idea down. By the way, <laughs> oh. I don't know, man, but like I'm, I'm just going through this list as well, and uh, like, um, you know, uh, we were talking about it before we started the show. Um, they even, or they're killing off, and I, this is a bit confusing, but uh, Angular JS. So if you're a developer out there listening, um, mm -hmm. you probably already know this, or maybe you're like us and you kind of just assumed it was the same thing. But Angular, which we use today, like this is the current thing, Angular Nine. Is not the same mm -hmm. as Angular JS. Yep, that was that was a confusing one. Angular JS is the JS version, right? And then Angular uh, without the JS is a TypeScript version. Correct. And, and so that one is dying. What is it next year? Uh, twenty twenty one. Yep. Yep. Slated for June. I don't Man, that I, one lived. Go ahead. I, I, this is all kinds of irritating to me because, uh, for one thing, okay, cool, it's whatever. Um, like you stated before we started the show, it, it reminds um, 
reminds me of, of of Python. You know, like you stated, there's Python one, they came up with Python two, and then you no know, Python three came along, but everyone kind of stated, I want to stay with Python two. So they had two point seven dot X, and that became a yeah. LTS long term support project that lasted for like was it eight years, if not more. <laughs> it was for quite a while, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think if it actually if it recently, I think last year, uh, Python 2.7.x finally had their sunset, their final support update and their final support in general. And now Python 3 is the standard, you know, no question asked going forward. And now we have AngularJS 1.7, which is going to be their last long term support for AngularJS. And I was like, oh, OK, so like what is it? Is, is, the new version of Angular, like with Angular three, Angular four, it's Angular nine. Like, like, <laughs> damn! How popular was, was was the JavaScript version of Angular, Angular JS, and like, why didn't people want to move over for like that? I, 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 I don't know. I'm not an Angular developer. I, I just, we need to find one and ask questions. Yeah, I guess it's just a long time to reconvert projects. Mm. Uh, for my understanding, Angular. Or let me let me back up a little bit. Uh, TypeScript, um, which is the the basis for Angular, needs a compiler to it. So we need to hook up a compiler basically to your code base. And Angular JS, the JavaScript version, is not using TypeScript, so you could get away with not having a uh, a compiler for that. And depending on the project and how big it is. Uh, compiling might, <laughs> might not be such a good idea because it depends on your on your front end implementation and how that's interacting with the back end yeah so, so i can see how why some people are stuck on just the js version louis son of all everybody developer expert man extraordinaire <laughs> most interesting man on the planet we're not sponsored by, by Dos Equis, but if you want to sponsor us, Dos Equis, we're out there. I, I, I do drink your beer. <laughs> just, just letting you know. Um, but it, it kind of reminds me of, um, um, what is it, uh, Facebook's GraphQL. And like, not in terms of the structure of, you know, of TypeScript, JavaScript, Angular, AngularJS, but more so kind of like the whole like user-based thing where some people found that GraphQL was more of a exciting thing to utilize um, versus other structure things like uh, MySQL or uh, I guess even JSON. Um, but uh, is I don't want to start like a, a, an argument or a war over what's better, GraphQL or other types of things. It, it, it's, it's just kind of a... Everything you can do in GraphQL, you can probably do in like MySQL and JSON, but I'm, I'm, it has its benefits for certain things, but also structurally in terms of planning, you can probably get away with most stuff um, by just sticking with what's already been out there. But just uh, uh, my two cents, it's, it's been something that I've, I've been reading about recently because I was thinking about starting GraphQL, but then the deeper I got into it, the less appealing it became. and. Uh, <laughs> it's um let's see graphql yeah you, you could solve things just using rest but graphql is supposed to be kind of a combination combination of uh rest and a uh, soap soap apis uh soap was uh 
it was a convention of giving or, or making an API call per page. Mm-hmm. So each page would only call exactly the data it needs and nothing else. That was the mentality with that implementation. And so that was great for performance, but reusability of code was garbage because you had to create a new backend call for each and every page that you created. So that's when REST came along. We're like, okay, let's make the calls more modular and only call for exactly what we need. And then turns out, crap, that's a lot of network calls. Now the app is really slow because we've modularized the, the backend so much. So GraphQL, in my opinion, is kind of like a happy medium between those two where <laughs> the people on the back end implementing this kind of get screwed. <laughs> There's actually a lot of work writing uh, a GraphQL API, uh, at least in Node.js. I don't know if uh, in any other language, but it's, it's it's a bit easier for the people on the front end asking them what what exactly they need, and it keeps the payload kind of small. So, listeners out there, if you've been interested in the uh, the career and the and the tech field of what it's like working in this field, uh, you're getting a, a, a little bit of taste of it because uh, <laughs> you know that. Like I, uh, if I day job, I I do work with REST APIs and SOAP APIs, and you basically just song my uh, well. Uh, I forget what the gospel, because <laughs> man. I, I love REST APIs more. I, I can get a lot more done with it, but the amount of times that I've crashed a system due to literal, like literally thousands of um, uh, of asynchronous uh, REST calls to the same system <laughs> for different bits of data running on a running together data data over I want to say like twenty five thousand machines in a short amount of time uh-huh. <laughs> versus trying to look up. Um, and I, I'm trying to choose my words carefully. I don't want to. <laughs> give out sensitive data but um uh versus going across a like thousands and thousands of ip uh uh, management i I guess cider slots uh so Mm -hmm. ip is is for soap and the machines rest api man it's i hate setting up the soap connection but it gives me everything i need really quickly but it's easy to set up the rest connection but i can easily break stuff if i'm not managing my calls correctly so <laughs> yeah i'd say rest calls makes the job for the back-end developer easier but harder for the front-end developer and the opposite is true with a uh, soap generally where soap is harder for the back-end developer because you need to create a one for each page usually and uh well yeah tougher well <laughs> I can tell your brain is uh is working and, and doing like the virtual, you know, uh, what they call those um hypothetical scenarios. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, rest you wouldn't have to really mess with if you're the backend developer. Once it's created for each uh, resource type, you're good to go. That's a job for the front end developer to do it. Soap, yeah, soap. You're busier if your page, your website has a lot of pages. Yeah, that's what it is. Soap is harder for backend usually. I'm sticking with that answer. <laughs> And you just won one million dollars, but no. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually getting like the, the the idea to like try to create a bunch of small projects and like literally use this to showcase and do um, uh, comparisons on like oh if we had the manpower and the time, that'd be some cool some cool uh, experiments. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, show the the plus and the minuses of each. Yeah. We could be like the the the, the Linus of software. <laughs> All right, guys. This week on <laughs> on as those are. Watch us try to completely decompile C++ and show you what's wrong and what's great about it. 20 right, years guys, later. I never wondered. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. Mm. Wait, what did we last left off on? The... We left off at AngularJS. Okay. <laughs> so I think, yeah, we're on AppMaker now. Oh. So, I actually haven't... Wait, I think I have used AppMaker. Maybe. Hold on, let me... Now, App Maker, that sounds a lot like uh, App Engine. Is, it... okay, is that what you're referring to? I'm thinking App Engine, I think. Hold on, let me. Uh, oh, no, no, no. What is. Maybe I'm looking about something totally different. Different. Um, Google Chrome App Maker. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of App Builder. No, it's not App Builder either. I... It used to be a hexagon or an octagon in the Google colors, but they probably changed it and changed the name at some point. And it might be uh, the current Google app engine or uh, app builder. I think I still think it's the app builder. Hmm. Let me... Wait, app maker? Oh, I'm thinking of app maker. Uh... God, why does it's not building change? maker, is it? No. <laughs> Okay, maybe I haven't. I don't know. <laughs> maybe another one of the problems is a uh, naming convention as well. Y E S. Like, I don't. Oh my god. Actually, uh, f- fun fact, and again, you know, this is a, a tangent. Um, you remember when Google was still developing their voice assistant? You know, when Apple had Siri, and you know, was like the only <clears throat> AI, or I don't want to say AI. This is incorrect. I guess just. V V A voice assistant out on the uh, on on the block. Um, yeah, I believe the code name for Google, you know what is now Google's V A was um it was something from Star Trek uh was it Data or was it Maverick? So right now it's just Google Assistant, right? Yeah, but what was but before they actually released it, they were saying like, oh, you know, the code name is this. And people were like, oh, also, you know, it's named after the the AI in one of the, the Star Trek series. It's going to be so cool. It's not named Siri. It's because it's named something from, you know, from, from Star Trek. So long, live long and prosper. It was like a big nerd thing. Um, mm, no, I'd, I'd have to look that one up. I don't, I don't think I remember that. Is it Maverick? Or is it? Not Maven. Uh, was it Magil, the wife of Gene Rodberry, and the voice of computer systems like Star Trek? Yeah, that's the one I've got. Magil, M A J E L, right? Magil Barrett. That was a co name of it. I think so, then. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Code name, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, that's it. But uh, the but to continue the the the, the tangent, uh, do you know or it, it, I think it's still a theory and not yet confirmed. But uh, do you know the leading thought as to why they dropped that code name as the actual like Hey Magil, and just kept no. the Google Assistant thing? My guess would probably be some sort of copyright claim or some junk like that. Uh, that might be the case actually, but no. Um, <laughs> so recently, people have been coming out uh, against Amazon for having theirs, you know, named uh, 
Uh, Alexa? Yes. I, I don't want to say oh, it because <laughs> mine will go off. <laughs> A-L-E-X-A. Sorry. Uh, I just activated people's things. But yeah. And so people are actually named that. And apparently it's been creating some type of weird, you know, uh, like some mother talked about how her kid is dealing with some some minor bullying of them saying like, hey, so-and-so, you know, go get me some juice or hey, so-and-so, you know, go get my book, that kind of stuff. And um, uh, yeah. And so I guess to avoid all all of that in general, they're just like, well, let's, you know, let's keep the, the company name and just say, you know, hey, so-and-so. <clears throat> and this actually came up in my day job one day when we were working on a, um, a, a chat bot for uh some features that work. Um, and I had the, the idea to name it something. It's, it, it, it's after uh, a specific thing, you know, found in, in, in the, the north of the, or the, the North Pole, uh, the special lights. Um, and it was too close to an actual person's name. And one of the things that came up was worrying about uh, people treating it differently depending on having a human name and if it was more feminine than masculine versus more masculine than feminine. And so we basically kept it a very neutral uh, thing, just, you know, code name, something bot, uh, leave it at, at, at that. And uh, now seeing what's coming on with Amazon, uh, I, I kind of think Google for better or for worse, or for whatever reason may have made the right decision to just keep it, you know, uh, 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 hola, Google. Hola, Google. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess Siri is also just um. I've, I've never I've never heard that name actually before. Before Apple took it as their assistant name. Yeah. Maybe maybe what they do is find the most popular names and just go all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> well, actually, apparently the reason why Amazon chose their name was because of uh, phonetically, it's easy to say, remember. And not have a lot of um, misinterpretations. Mm, uh, see, I guess that's a good reason to keep that. Yeah, and like, I, I, I kind of feel bad for Amazon getting this like because like one, I think it's you, you can't blame Amazon for the cruelty of, of individuals for a name. Like, I'm just gonna say that to that the first point. But two, like actually going through your research and finding something that is easy to say for almost everybody on, on the planet. Yeah, that's genius and good on them for making something easily, you know, sayable for most individuals, even those who have uh, speech impediments. You know, that's uh, good on them for that. So I, I don't know. When uh, EOZ makes our uh, 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 voice assistant, it's going to be named something like. Um, uh, actually, I think XJ9 would be a really great name. You know, in XJ9. Why that? It's I would just call it Hal. <laughs> Well, see, then you're gonna get. Uh, oh no, I forgot. That's, that's not. Um, God, what is his real name? Uh, uh, he played um, uh, um, Breaking Bad. Uh, um, something, man. Uh, the main guy, right, Walter? Yeah. What is, what is I guess you could also call it Walter. No, because I was gonna say I, I, I thought his real name was Hal, but I was like, no, that's his name in Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> oh, uh, Brian Brian Cranston. Yes. Yeah, I feel so bad. The man is a great actor, but I can never remember his real name. Because to me, I, I grew up with him on Malcolm in the Middle, so he is always the dad. How? <laughs> oh. oh, right. I forget that. Right. He's the uh, 
the dad who you know just decided to leave that life and then just become a drug dealer. <laughs> like continuing that <laughs> that story, it just never stopped. He's still Malcolm in the Middle's dad, or Malcolm's dad. Yeah, he lives to this day. You can actually add on to that joke from the uh, the movie Why Him, starring Brian Cranston and um, uh, oh, crap. Uh, uh, what is his name? Oh right, he is also in that movie. So where would where would he get thrown in that universe? I, I, I guess when uh, <laughs> he left his Muckum in the Middle family and then like remarried, oh. had kids, <laughs> and his daughter started dating the rich millionaire, billionaire, billionaire, one of those. What is that guy's? What is the other? Okay, I'm so, like, I know him from uh, the Sam Raimi Spider Man. He was Green. He was Harry Green Goblin. Um, uh, he's also uh, 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 Self Rogan's one of Self Rogan's best friends. Yeah, James, James Franco. Thank you. Which is weird because I yeah. always think of uh, him when I think Philip DeFranco because DeFranco, Franco, James Franco. God, I am off my game today, man. <laughs> uh, uh, bring bringing it back onto the Alexa thing. Uh, See, I, I always thought they chose the name Alexa because that's the name of their uh, their website ranking website, Alexa.com. Mm. And I just said Alexa like three times. Alexa, play Despacito. <laughs> mm. Hey, Google, play Hello Darkness. <laughs> Crap, my phone. I forget my phone's in here. No, 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 stop, 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 stop. I don't want to get copyrighted. Yeah, that part out. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh God! I forgot my phone. Oh. Please hold. Oh. Uh, so yeah, that's why that's why Google App Maker got canceled. <laughs> In conclusion. Actually, I don't know why. Why did it? Oh, it, 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 it's, it's slated to be killed. Yeah. Slated to be killed. What, what did? What was Google App Maker? I wasn't. I'm not sure what that was. It's a tool that allows users to build and deploy custom business apps easily and securely on the web without writing much code. It was ah, about okay. four years old. Uh, I guess it didn't work out too well for them. <laughs> it's probably just not heavily used. If they're trying to cater to like enterprises, you know, um, you know big old companies who are writing apps in, in the cloud for their Google Cloud platform, they're probably like, we, we, we don't. We we have developers. We 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 don't need, you know, a tool to try. Well, I mean, actually, that probably still has some use to it. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. it's 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 weird. It, it's kind of like the hired by Google stuff. Um, that one was just supposed to be like a, um, uh, actually, I, I'm not sure. It was a tool to help businesses. This was a it was a B two B to help hire people but i'm not sure if it was a tool to keep track of who's getting hired or if it was actually a consulting agency i don't think it was a consulting agency might just been like a a site to manage people's resumes and all that yeah well to to be fair well one thing even if they probably don't say they're they're tracking the people after the hire is google (laughs) they're tracking (laughs) maybe not publicly but they're, they're tracking Always yeah, that's them. what it was. It was just the administrative tool for uh, ch- tracking tracking hires. Oh. I guess that one's technically not dead yet. It'll be dead later this this year. It's been sunset. Yeah, but the the axe has been wielded. Oh man, so many apps. So... It's in the chopping block. Yeah. yeah. There's also Google Cloud Print. Uh, 
which yes. KBG so, says ahead. off to the the glue factory in ten months. It's December twenty twenty. Uh, what, what as you were saying, like, what are your thoughts about it? So I never actually used it. I don't know if anyone really relied on it. Basically, you just would connect your your printer uh, to your browser. I think is what it was. And so you could send print jobs from work to your home computer if you really, if you really wanted to. And the next time you open up Chrome on your home computer, it would see that job, that print job, and then just send it to your local printer. See that, that there's two nuances like I can see with that one pro one con. Um, one um, as as a, a common thing, we're moving less away from printing stuff because I guess more more digital age. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. probably why they're kind of like, eh, no one's gonna miss this. But but two, actually, that could be really helpful for like very specific things. And I guess maybe it just wasn't enough to have Google say, "I'm gonna let's keep this service running," and like the cost versus the benefit of it. Maybe I mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't, I, that one, yeah, that one I can understand a bit better. Um... It, it, it does add another another layer to that. For instance, I could just email you a document, and you could just print out that document. I could drop you, Dropbox you something like that. But then there's an additional step of like, well, what's their email? <laughs> <laughs> Did it get sent to spam? It doesn't just send it directly to the printer. So there's a middle middle step to it. Very true. I guess that's the issue that uh, faxes solve, but then people would get all sorts of spam prints and all that. Oh God! I forgot faxes existed. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting old and we're still young. It's weird. Fax lines, man. Oh. Yeah, I saw. I saw how to fax some stuff every now and then. It's usually just government government documents. I'm like, man, I could drive over there. I could just fax it. How do I fax things down to 21st century? And then they just end up finding. I think a hello fax is one of them. I think anyway. the last time I had to fax something was my uh, not 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 the real thing. It was uh, I had to make a copy of my diploma, and then I had to fax it to somewhere. I think I was looking for a job at the time and they wanted to see proof, but uh, you know they, they they didn't want a picture. And I went okay, well I can scan it and then send you an email. They said no, they want it via a fax. So I had to drive to a damn Kinkos. <laughs> they still call them Kinkos over there? Yeah, I think. Oh wow, over here they're just FedEx office now. They kill the kinkos anymore here on the on the west coast. Actually, next time I'm in Lithonia, I'll I'll drive by and see if that kinko is still there. Okay, this is like hmm, three three years ago. The last time I faxed something, and that was it. But um, I, uh, I don't know, man. It's, 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 oh, it's weird. It's really weird. I did, I did like the kinko's name better though. Kinko's. I don't know something. Something sounds fun about it because it's, it's just uh, paper and printing. It's a. It's, uh, it's kinky. I'm gonna <laughs> drive over to Kinko's because that's my kink. Can I say that in the air? Is, is, is that is that still family friendly? I don't. I don't. Like, do I gotta bleep that? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It was. It was. Uh. It was originally just Kinko's, and then FedEx bought them out, and it was called FedEx Kinko's. And I think FedEx for some reason just didn't like the name anymore, and they just changed it to FedEx Office. I'm like, well, okay, but Kinko's is funner. Yo, that. You saying about how like FedEx bought them just reminded me that there's a rumor going around that Google is is going to try to buy Tesla and like oh that's going to be a whole separate topic for another podcast episode but like really they're trying to buy them like it, seriously it's a rumor it's a rumor it hasn't like there, there's no oh. public thing like 
That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would want to buy one after that. Yeah. Gonna buy it like sweet, awesome. Oh, actually, poor. Uh, didn't end up working out. Like no, <laughs> we got just bought them out to eliminate competition for my. Uh, what do they call them? Ah, for their self-driving vehicles. The Waymo. Waymo. Yeah. Mm. Oh man, that's oh. We, I will look more into that. I'll make it a topic for the next time we do an episode. But like, oh god, it, <laughs> it made my skin crawl, man. <laughs> We're gonna be reviewing it in a future episode. <laughs> Basically, if that happens. Oh, but uh, onto the I guess the, the next thing for our soon to be killed off uh, thing is is fabric. Yeah, what's what's that? What's Google Fabric? Actually, I think we were talking about it before we started the show. Like, ironically, um, uh, it's a platform that was used to help mobile teams build better apps, understand their users, and grow their business. Uh, the website is fabric.dev. Was it fabric.io? Uh, getfabric.io. Yeah, that's what it is. Get.fabric.io. Yeah. That one will be axed March 31st, 2020. Oh, I see. It was supposed to be... Yeah. Firebase is supposed to be the successor of oh. Google Fabric. Google Firebase. Firebase is fun. It sometimes. is. Yeah. Some parts of it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about some users having issues like authenticating their um, their project <clears throat> after like three months what? on Firebase? Mm, maybe their service is just down. Benefit of the doubt. Mm, I, I don't know. It, it was something that I was talking with a few students um, at the hackathon from a couple weeks back, and like I was, I was hearing this from different students at different times, like you know during different sessions. Someone was like, "Oh yeah, huh. man, my Firebase thing." And I was like, "Really? Like, really? Really?" And it's like, "Okay, weird." Well, okay, well, uh, I mean, maybe it's because of inactivity. Or <laughs> our, our site used to be hosted on Firebase until uh, it got the axe. I think it's because you didn't push something in quite a while. So we had to migrate things over to uh, now render.com. But anyway, the, the site's back up, but uh, maybe it's due to some inactivity or something out there. Very possible. Uh, mixing things. I mean, it's the same issue that I had with Google's uh, YouTube API, or I guess Google's um, console. Uh, I don't know what quote-unquote platform that is, because it's not quite their cloud platform, but not quite their... Uh, uh, Actually, I don't know what their normal developer kit thing is called. But in console.developer.google or is it developer.google.com slash console? One of those. Um, I have uh, console.cloud.google.com. Uh, is that it? Let me... Yeah. For, uh, for the Google Cloud side, if not, it's a console.firebase.google.com. And then for Amazon, if you guys want to know, it's console. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon has something similar. Console.aw. Yeah. Anyway, I won't muddy the water. Go insane. Anyway, I have um some API code re related to Google. Oh yeah, no, is it a console developers that Google that you called it? Um, some API projects that uh, if I don't use within a certain time, then they they get uh, shut off by Google for inactivity, which mm -hmm. is totally fine. But then when I go back and say, hey, I want to continue this project, they go, okay, cool, by all means, go ahead, start it back up, and you can use it like normal. I start it back up and I can't make any calls with that API setup because <laughs> there's like a bug that just goes, you have reached your limit of API calls oh. for the month. And it's like, oh, wow. but I haven't. And it says like zeros calls have been made this month. <laughs> 
So I literally have to make a new project and then port over, you know, the the, the, the same stuff to it, and then like just update the API keys for, in, in the actual Codeit project, and then you know I'm back up and running. But my God, is it annoying? And I swear, if YouTube API wasn't literally baked into their console.developers.google.com <coughs> platform thing, I would be using anything else. Anything. <laughs> yeah, and then depending on well, for that for a sm project that small, you probably just have to move one API key over. But, uh, but if you're using more of the services, um, just like in a trial thing or something, that'd be really annoying because you'd have to go into each submenu on the Google on the Google Cloud thing and <laughs> move over the permissions, move over the whitelist domains and all that other stuff. But I mean, I guess at that point you could say it's your fault for <laughs> not not paying Google. Because yeah, I also don't know if that that bug exists for their um, their paying users. Their developer.console.google.com thing, you can pay for like you know, I guess support their enterprise thing. Um, and I would assume that that's not a problem there because if it was, people would be like ready to to, to walk with torches to the Google offices like fix my stuff, you know. So I, I, I don't know. Oof. I will say we're, we're getting close to our one hour mark. So I want to maybe swing this over to, I guess, the next uh, more specific topic of um, the projects that have affected us personally. You know, like it made us shed a tear. It made us, um, you know, you know, have to go to Alcoholics Anonymous after months of depression of these things being killed off. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm speaking personally. I don't know about Lewis. Frank, if you're listening out there, congratulations on your uh, six months sobriety uh, token. Uh, <laughs> no, I can't keep the bit going. I don't want people to actually believe it. Uh, but do you have any <laughs> ones that affected you personally that, that really boiled your goat? Uh, see, it was, well, okay. okay. It, it was it was Google Hangouts, and the, the other one I do see on, on the docket here is uh, the Google URL shortener. I did use that quite a bit. Uh, the cool thing about that one was if you wanted to check analytics on it, you added a, a suffix to the URL. I think it was just plus at the end of it. It would give you statistics on how many people have clicked on your link and whatnot. I, I really like that one. And then uh, people just kind of trusted it because it was a, a, a Google a Google shortener. I mean, I've coached as Bitly. Bitly's also gained some uh, traction to that. Yeah that regard but yeah that was what i missed i missed the most but i got other ones now I, that replaced it so it wasn't that big of a hit for me using uh well I, I do agree with the the the, the shortener but I, I want to say like a funny story when um the shortener was becoming popular i didn't believe it was from google because i was like if it's a google thing why is it goo.gl and not like goo.gle <laughs> nice try fishers <laughs> um <laughs> uh, uh, but no the the one that that really um nearly sent me to the insane asylum was google plus and the reason being is i had a whole like drama show series of like four seasons and the finale with google plus so <laughs> story time children Come closer as I open the book and we light a fire and we can sip hot cocoa as I tell you about old man Zen's time with Google+. Plus. 
<laughs> so I was actually accepted into the beta program for when Google was like just testing out Google Plus, and I was like, okay, and I, yeah. I'm on Facebook, you know, I'm on Twitter, it's whatever. I'm still in. Was I in high school when that started? I think I was still in high school actually. Um, Google Plus? Uh, I don't remember exactly. Okay. I think my started when I was in in high school. Kind of looking it up. <laughs> oh yeah, Google, uh, yeah, it was um. My senior year in high school, 2011 is when it started. It was like right before I, I went to UAT. Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, you know, I was like, okay, Google Plus uh, is a social platform that's by Google. I was big into Google at the time. I wanted to work at Google after college. So I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I you know, signed up, got into the beta program, went on. Uh, they had a lot of my favorite tech tubers at the time. Um... One of the biggest ones to forget his name. He used to be a prominent member of the XDA developer group. Uh, I think it was like Adam something. Uh, Adam Schofield? No, I don't know. Uh, but it was, it was just <laughs> littered with tech enthusiasts, tech professionals, you know, from hardware, from software. You still had your groups for things like art, uh, 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 bird watchers, like all these things. And like, you, 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 you think about feeds on social platforms nowadays of Instagram, Vero, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. And to this day, in my opinion, no one has a better filter or management of your own personalized feed as good as, good as Google+. Plus. Google+, Plus came out with the circles system. You could put friends, mm -hmm. no, uh, 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 co colleagues, and uh, uh, so, where I'm thinking of, start with an A. Affiliate, no, no. Associates. Associates. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say associates. You could put them into like your best friends, real friends, you know, uh, fellow YouTubers, uh, people I game with, uh, family, and you could fine tune how much you wanted different circles to appear in your feed, and even like keep some feeds out. Like if if you don't want to know what your family is constantly up to because you, you're tired of Aunt <laughs> Sheila asking why doesn't the family come to my cookouts because no one likes your potato salad. You put raisins in it. No one no no one does that. That that's why Auntie. I don't really have an Auntie who does that. Chill out, people who listening. I I, I don't. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and it's, it was it was just the greatest. But then, but then Google said, "Okay, people like this. Let me force every single Google user with the Gmail to have a Google Plus." <laughs> that was not a good idea. Not at all. So now we're we, you know after this week of the forced migration or or, or the forced integration, uh, I, I log on. <coughs> And in my feed, what is the first thing that I see, Lewis? What's the first thing you see, Zane? Share this post or your mother would die in five days. <laughs> Congratulations. You've been greeted by the Oogla Boogla monster. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> in seconds. <laughs> your entire Bitcoin collection will just disappear. You know, maybe I would have been more uh, understanding if it was even that, like, you know, still tech related. <laughs> But no, it was like 13-year-olds. It's like coming on with, and at this time, memes were not as consistently great as they are today. And so you would see stuff like, you know, plus one, this this picture, or, you know, your makeup will be bad tomorrow. And it's like, really? what? what really? Uh, okay, sure, whatever. And it just got worse. And then Google said, let's force integration of Google Plus into YouTube. 
and that just made things worse and worse and worse and and and, and worse and uh, soon other tools and other integration came into play and it, and it got so convoluted and disastrous google said let's pull the plug but then google, <laughs> but then Google went, okay, well, we can't pull the plug because we've integrated so many platforms with Google Plus that if we pull the plug, it'll break other things. And I don't know if you all remember this, but back in the day, like I think two or three years ago, I think I think specifically two years ago, uh, YouTube had a series of crashes of being down like every other week. Hmm. And comments would disappear. People would lose what channels they would subscribe to. Uh, people were getting banned or having just, just random issues on YouTube. Oh no, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because I uh, I saw some YouTubers have like comments from like Google Plus posts get moved over to YouTube for some reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was some funky integration and migration uh, bugs going on there. Yeah, I do remember that now actually. That's why they said let's let's, let's shut down Google Plus. They tried <laughs> it; it broke YouTube. They had to turn it back on and go. It'll be here for another year. <laughs> a year came around they pulled it youtube broke <laughs> they turned it back on <laughs> well it's gonna be around for one more year and finally i i think they got it right but technically google plus is actually still alive it's just not available for for normal users and it's not you know a thing for quote-unquote google brands anymore but technically huh. it, it, it still is running if you go to plus.google.com today it'll tell you google plus is no longer available for the consumer i.e personal and brand mm. accounts so it's still available for 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 i think certain uh special uh, cloud enterprise google customers who use it for like certain things <laughs> so there you go I, I, yeah i Thus ends the, the, the saga of my drama series with Google Plus and all things great and, and, and horrible with it. And I, I, I'm still salty about it. I, I am un honestly still salty. I, I miss Google Plus, Lewis. I, I miss it. Dang. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't as affected, but yeah, I, I, I totally forgot how there was those hiccups when they were trying to nix it finally. I know some people didn't use it. They're just kind of seeing it like, eh. Why do you need? Why do you need another social network? But yeah, I, I forgot about that detransitioning period that really affected a lot of people. You know, you you brought up a good point where you said like, you know, why do we need another um, social media platform? And I was like, well, you can always have more. You know, competition, is, is, competition isn't bad. But then I thought about it as well. Maybe this, oh excuse me, is for the better because Google is you know a massive tracker hog and. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's good that there's no more Google social media platform for them. To, I mean, aside from YouTube, but but to track what you're posting and 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 whatnot. Maybe maybe I should go back to uh, Hello. Maybe it's, maybe it's for the best. Yeah, but the, maybe, maybe it is. Have you used the Hello social media platform? I've not. I think it's called Hello. Um, Hello social media. Yeah, Hello dot com. Yeah. Hello social dot com. I think. Wait, no, that's not it. Uh, There's actually a few of them. I'm not sure. Is it Ello? No, it might be Ello. It's Ello. Ello social media. Ello. Yes, the little black circle with the white smile. 
Hello. Okay. Hello. Hello, Governor. So, yeah, E-L-L-O dot C-O. It's a uh, social media platform that was basically designed to be private. Like, whatever you want to be private, what, you know, what you don't want tracked, this was it. And uh, free, I think even, might not be open source, but so, something about it being very, you know, sensitive about your data. And it took off for like a, a split second, but because it doesn't sell ads or, or do any other stuff like that, you know, no massive people jumped on board for it. And so it's like this uh, little island in a sea of other bigger islands and peninsulas. <laughs> Yeah, with with Facebook being the giant continent. <laughs> you ever think about the jokes about how like a U.S. state is typically the size of like a, like countries in out in Europe? <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. People say that you know you can ride a bike in in Europe and go from one country to the next in like a couple of hours, but it'll take you days to ride a bike to a different state. <laughs> Probably. Oh yeah, days. Yeah, I was thinking of the entire U.S. No, that that take a few weeks. Oh yeah, man, you'd be swallowed. Oh my, those glutes, your legs. <laughs> oh, you didn't skip like that. Not at all. <laughs> it's like the episode of a uh, of um uh, uh, uh American Dad when Roger had tried on those shorts. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let me. Hey, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He had like those very tall. Like his very uh. High def likes. Yeah, I mean those some great looking shorts, man. I, I, I want to find those shorts. <laughs> I want those shorts. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, you you know what? You know what though? Mm-hmm. I I actually missed this one when I was going down the the show notes. Actually, inbox. I kind of use a lot. I just forgot I used it. <laughs> the Google inbox thing. Yeah, it's mm, yeah. I would say it, it was Hangouts, then Inbox, then the Google URL shortener that affected me the most. I, I I don't understand why they killed killed Inbox Cause, because Gmail is well, <laughs> well the UI on Gmail on Gmail dot Google dot com right. This Gmail dot com or it it it'll, it'll forward you to Mail dot Google dot Mail dot Google dot com. Yeah, that's really. <laughs> really old layout that they have really updated if you go to their settings uh page it looks like the same settings page that google google started out with back in what 2000 oh my god i have i have not been into this settings oh that's okay oh it hasn't changed at all i don't i don't know why it just hasn't changed one bit it looks exactly the same if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Then Farmer John, so. why'd you create a completely new tractor to out to, to to compete with your previous tractor if your previous tractor didn't need a new tractor to be replaced with? Hmm? <laughs> it's just um I don't know. I, I think they could they could redo this, make it a little bit cleaner. Because it's just very, very littered with options. Yeah. See, this is the thing. Very confusing. This is the thing that I have with with, with Google, and and I I think I I the the ending rant to last uh, the last episode was kind of about this point, right? Like with the whole Google Pixel versus Google Nexus, and maybe even a, so. I get it. People have used Gmail for years, and people don't like change, especially those who are who are who are older. 
And so if you have Gmail in an enterprise environment, you may not want your, you know, you know, your clients to have to go like, oh, I got to learn this whole new layout and then just slow me down and retraining, yada, yada, yada. I, cool. But you had Inbox as a completely separate entity. And in my opinion, it was superior for a layout because it was better for quick glances and you could still find what you need to find. So you can keep your Gmail for your legacy users and your enterprise users, and you had the option to use Inbox with no issue of like going back and forth. You could use Inbox one day and then go Gmail the next day or within five minutes. All your mail is still yeah. is still in both. So I don't I, I don't I don't I, I highly doubt that the the Inbox was costing Google uh, resources because like it's just a UI layout, right? Like. You, they they can't possibly have a bunch of dedicated servers keeping it running. I could be wrong, well, but like I was gonna say, I think it was a little bit more because it it did have that little uh, more important algorithm, didn't it? Where it got your categories of social, promotional, updates, forums, and kind of like try to figure out which was the most important. I think it did have that. You're right. It did. I, it, yeah, I forget that because I'm looking at Gmail now. And Gmail does have those things now for the, the social promotions, updates, forums, and primary. It, it did it back in the day. And that's what Inbox actually had over <coughs> Gmail. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know why they why they nixed it. I don't, I don't know. God. That's I, weird, I'm not sure man. what the reason was for that. It was just such a clean, cleaner layout. It was. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of any UI that can go from desktop to mobile and literally completely not change. It it, it, it just rescales. That's it. There, there's no drastic UI shifting or changes. It, 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 it just changes size. That's it. It was beautiful. Very beautiful. Five years. Five years is what it lasted. Okay, so that one at least saw a bar mitzvah. A software's <laughs> bar mitzvah. Whew. Yeah, that was that was pretty clean. I did I did miss that one. Why Google? Why? Why Google? I don't. Okay, I, I'm about to go back to <laughs> depression. I have to go to triple. I'm gonna say triple A, double A. <laughs> <laughs> gonna go get my car towed from this spot to the other place. I'm not that depressed. And I'm drinking while driving. Please don't drink and drive. We do not condone that. It's a joke. Anyway. <laughs> So no, like we're coming towards the the last cliff of the show, and I guess our our, our last topic or our, our last uh, segment for today's show, it's like, do you think this is normal? Like, is it weird to have Google's uh, death count be where it is currently? And I want to say, in totality, it will be by the end of next year, at least at one hundred and ninety seven things that Google has killed off. Is that is no. that normal? It's quite a it's quite a bit. Since 2006, so over the course of 14 years, they've killed out 190, 190 projects. If we do the math real quick, that's uh, 13 projects a year. Wow. <laughs> Once you drop the bass. <laughs> that's just uh, loading music. Yeah, that would be about 13 projects. Uh on average per year. Wow, that's that's, that's a lot of. But see, Google, uh, may, maybe it's it's not as irregular for a massive company such as Google that has so many fingers and so many 
cookie jars. Is that overly sexual? I don't know. Um, <laughs> that was going somewhere else, but that's yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so, you know, there is rooted into so many things that I, I guess when it goes, this is no longer needed because it's either a waste of time, money effort people have moved on to something newer it's probably just not you know feasible or even rational to keep something running and if they, if they make so many projects and well okay maybe i'll give them too much credit because I'm, I'm thinking to myself if they don't people don't use the project that makes sense but they've killed off a lot of projects that people were actively using heavily so i don't know is is, is it still weird is it still bad or good or just a thing huh Actually, uh, if we go to uh, gcemetery.co and go to Google Project Lifespan, you have some stats there for us. Uh, their account is actually a little bit lower. It's at 166. I don't know where those other uh, few other ones came out. Uh, basically, they're saying that the average lifespan of a Google product is about five years. Or sorry, four years. I think I just figured it out, Lewis. That, that was the missing variable. So Google is a massive company, right? And they hire a bunch of developers, right? So maybe that these developers that come in every so often in a cycle of rotation, they develop these applications for Google. And then they leave because the average turnaround year for developers in like the last 10 years because of our new generation that we cannot stay in one spot for too long because it's not healthy and jobs don't appreciate us, is the five years is the average turnover for developers at a company. Is it? It, it, it? Yeah, at least in Georgia. I don't know about uh, US wide, but in, in, in Georgia and in huh. Atlanta, five years is about the time where an average millennial and some of the later people from the generation before us uh, stays at a company before finding somewhere else that may pay them higher or more money or for or like for a um, uh, promotional or uh, what do you call it? Leadership position? Like, you know, a higher chance to get promoted. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's technically five years. Uh, matter of fact, let me do a quick Google to see if that's the case. Interesting. Nationwide. I would think it'd be more like like two. At least that's what I've seen in my experience. I don't uh, developer turnout developer. That's that's interesting. How many years, people? Years, not I don't. Uh, see, the real problem with tech professionals high turnover is by Forbes. But let's see what they say about this. Oh, they're saying four. No, uh, Forbes. The, 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 the... Oh, Forbes. Yeah. Gotcha. The, the uh... finance people. The money people. Yeah, you... you, uh, you, you while, while you researched that, you did... <laughs> you did make a good point here about uh, Google Stadia. Like, what if that thing gets nixed off in four years and people are, like, reading this data? <laughs> you're, all your Stadia games, all those, what is it, 60 bucks you're going to be pumping in into Stadia to play your games wherever you go. Those are going to probably get nixed in four years if this trend continues. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, it seems that Forbes leans towards uh, your call about two years, saying that uh, oh, really? most companies are lucky to even get them at one year. Um, so LinkedIn has a turnover report saying uh, sectors with the highest turnover, retail, media. Uh, so apparently 13% in technology software is the rate of turnover, and I'm assuming that's done in in one year. Thirteen percent of people move. Mm. Uh, I think I, I, I'm not seeing the the time length of how they're measuring this um, this percentage, but uh, how new is that data, or how old is it, or old? Uh, 2018. 
Oh, okay, so it's, it's really recent. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so, just throwing that out there. But the idea, it, yeah. I, I was kind of making a joke saying that, like, it, it lines up with what I heard about turnover rates and how many years when people stay at a company before leaving. Um, yeah. But... It could, be, it could be the case, actually. I, I doubt it. Google has a lot of developers that could, be, that could easily um, uh, reverse engineer stuff, right? You would think. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit. I don't, I don't know. Um, but back onto the, the Google. No, I do not want to disable my ad blocker on your site, business.linkedin. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but on Google Stadia, uh, I guess my the, the point is that I also try to drive home as well is that people say, well, Google came up with this and they, you know they're taking money, so they're obligated to to hold, you know, their services for a long. Like, nah, I I think personally, Google Stadia will be around for the next five years, five to seven at 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 the least. Um, but and I think you pointed this out a while ago, either for the current version of the podcast or the legacy podcast from a couple of years ago when we first talked mm-hmm. about it, you know, being an idea from Google. But um, Google might use Stadia as a way to bolster their platform to, and it talks about like their their cloud network. Their their, their you know, we have the, the the horsepower to do this, so come play and develop on Google Cloud platform. So mm. when you think about again, people bought. Google Stadia Premium and Early Access, they paid for that. And mm-hmm. uh, so they, they've already given Google their money. They've used the service. And so Google has already tracked a lot of data you know, for a lot of use cases that, that they can apply to both Stadia as well as Google Cloud Platform. Uh, so at the end of the day, they don't really need uh, much of their users anymore. I mean, you know, granted, for money, but like it's, it's Google. They they won't hurt if people stop paying for the premium access to Google Stadia. What they really wanted, in my opinion, or my theory, or my uh, my guess, would be the data, the data, and to test out their their custom made Google server racks. And they have. Hmm. Now you you could be onto something. You could be onto something. Uh, on a quick aside. I just realized that uh, Fabric was actually its own company. And it was bought off bought off by Google and then shut down Fabric and then Firebase came along. I don't know how I feel about cause <laughs> Companies that just buy other companies, take their stuff, and then kill them off, and then apply that tech somewhere else is kind of um. <laughs> just take all the good parts and. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and to that point, that's kind of why. It, okay, we'll talk about it in, a, in a, the, the next episode, I guess. But like, I don't want Google to buy Tesla. I really don't. I don't want to have to deal with Google. Like, I as weird as Tesla still is trying to get support, you know, done for users of their uh, or who, drivers of their cars. I uh-huh. think it'd be ten times worse with, 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 with Google. Absolutely. I don't. I don't oh God. Um, I don't know if you. Well, I, I remember hearing about it earlier in the year. I don't know if it was ever uh, finalized. Google was trying to buy a Fitbit. That uh, um, what is it? That fitness company with little tracking devices. You know, mm-hmm. gives you stats on like your sleep and all that. I don't know if that ever went through or not. Uh no, I think Microsoft got Fitbit actually, but Google ended up buying mm. um oh crap um uh, 
the the small black and white e ink watch that later came out with a color e ink watch. What was it called? Uh, I think it's just called e ink, right? The company? No. Um, God, it's not Fossil. Though I think did Google buy? Yeah, Google did buy Fossil. Interesting. Or just the technology. Um, one of those. God, what was the name of that? That it, it was like one of the highly highest rated. Um, uh, uh, smartwatches back in the day. Ah, Pebble. Yes, Pebble. Pebble. Yeah, Pebble. Did Google buy them? No, I don't. I think someone someone bought Pebble and then. Uh, wait, did Pebble belong to Fitbit? No, they're they're two separate companies, I believe. Okay. Oh, no, wait, Google bought Firebase as well. You, you, Google bought Firebase and Google bought Fabric. You Go are ahead. right. Google did buy Fitbit. I thought Microsoft. Got, I think they 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 were uh, battling for the bid, and Google came out with two point one billion for. Oh, Fitbit. so they did buy them. Yeah. Oh wow. So who bought Pebble? I think Pebble just went under. I don't think anyone bought them. Oh. Right. No, hold on. Uh... What? Google owns Boston Dynamics. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> they bought it back in 2013. That, uh... Okay. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, God, we're gonna... We're, oh, Terminators <laughs> are coming. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh. Okay, you know, I was I was never a believer of the doomsday, but like that just cemented it for me. <laughs> oh, I gotta uh, start making EMP bombs, man. I, I, uh. And okay, so 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 yeah, Fitbit bought Pebble, and then Google bought Fitbit. Oh, so Fitbit did buy Pebble then? Yeah, that's what happened. Oh my goodness. Uh, so Google uh, Boston Dynamics was bought by Google X. Google X is part of Alphabet. Wait, they couldn't give X a cool name like Xenoborg. I guess it's just called the X Company. Their URL is X dot company. That's I, I like it, but not for an Alphabet slash Google name person. <laughs> Like that X company sounds something like Elon Musk would would name, you know, something that he made. Or um uh oh god, what's the rapper's name? Um DMX? No, that's a Wait. Hold on. No, X going to give it to you. X going to give it to you. Going like, yeah, I think it's DMX. Yeah, it is DMX. Okay. What who am I thinking of from uh, the WWF slash WWE X Factor? X Factor, yeah. Oh, I was thinking John Cena. <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> it's a little meme now. Oh my god, I love John Cena. John Cena is such a cool dude. Like I, I don't care for the whole wrestling thing, but uh, like this guy, he's a, he's, a, he's a cool dude. We create huh. radical new technologies to solve some of the world's hardest problems. Are they the ones that built the internet um, with the balloon thing? Ah, I haven't. Even, but there's a weather balloon in there. I just kind of. Yeah, I, uh, I saw it too. I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
I mean, oh wait, this is a video of all the other stuff. Wait, they also build their Waymo cars. I mean, tax company. Yeah, they show, like, at least in the video, they, they show them manufacturing Waymo vehicles. Interesting. I see. Uh, how can balloons deliver the internet to rural? Pl- yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that, this is, this uh, is gotcha, gotcha. How can drones change the way goods are delivered around the world? Drone delivery is not a good idea. I mean, in theory, yes, but in practice, I don't. It's not a good idea. Interesting. You know how many people so, are going to net a drone out of the sky to get someone else's goods? <laughs> so, you know that Google owns Nest, right? Yes. I think I think Nest actually moved under Alphabet. So I think Nest is an Alphabet company, not technically Google. I think that's how that rearranging. What is the Alphabet about. website? I thought it was alphabet.xyz. Yeah, I did that too. It's abc.xyz, which I think is pretty. Uh, that's actually that's kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid, but cute. Give me the list of all the companies. No, no. Oh God, it's a horrible website. It really is. Fiber. I think Google Fiber is technically under Alphabet. It is just the rabbit logo thing. Uh, every company. Let's do the uh, no. Uh, a venture capital company by Google, GV.com, is also under Alphabet. Wait, Q was for Nexus? That makes no sense. Google offers Google <laughs> Nest, or, you know, Alphabet Nest, whatever. Maps, Life Sciences, lo- oh, I, I, I looked at Loom, excuse me, I looked at Loom, and I read, and I read porn. <laughs> I don't know oh. why. <laughs> oh, weird. Uh... Sidewalklabs.com. Is that for it like is... solar powered uh, sidewalks? Uh, I think it's about reimagining cities to improve quality of life this is also a subsidiary of subsidiary of alphabet incorporated yeah actually this is a, a lot of the stuff that i was not google specifically but like the idea of uh cities designed in a way that actually um promoted uh not just clean energy but uh better grids for stability and reliability this is a, a lot of stuff that i was researching during my time in hardware uh in college huh. Cause like uh, it's like my interest started when when it came up with the idea of having uh, solar powered sidewalks, but that kind of fell through. Not sidewalks and roads, but that idea kind of mm-hmm. fell through due to the fact that it, they're walked on so often that it would have a really higher rate of um of maintenance. Mm-hmm. So the better idea was to use a type of uh, solar powered layered glass for windows and skyscrapers and buildings. Uh, so less maintenance, less uh, damage. So you know, better energy efficiency all around. And then how you would do it in a grid is you would have pocketed grids, as in, say, you know, grid for the city. And then that grid made up layers of other grids connected for the county. And then those grids per county made up the grids for the, the state. And then every state sub, mm-hmm. sub grids would make up the grid for the entire country, not just these 
you know, Georgia Power here, and then like five states over, that you get you get your next power uh, plant thing. Is mm-hmm. we need to update our power infrastructure, but that's a whole another argument. <laughs> and Elon is already working on some of that, so I, I, I don't know. Mm. Google, yeah, Google owns too much. Capital G dot com. Yep, Alphabet's Growth Equity Investment Fund. Yeah, just fell down a, a rabbit hole on this like Wikipedia link. If you just go to Alphabet Inc. to the wiki page, mm-hmm. it's got a little list on the side of all the companies under Alphabet. It's in that uh, right-hand sidebar, and those—that's where I was finding all those all those links. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't believe they bought a Fitbit. Yeah. Wait, they own Calico? What's Calico? I'm not sure. An American research and development biotech company founded uh, by Bill Maris and backed by Google with the the goal of combating aging and associated diseases. Oh my God, they're not just trying to build Terminators, they're trying to make like the 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 anti-aging self-healing terminators (laughs) self-healing terminators they're gonna build each other like uh like they were in the horizon (laughs) oh my god this is kind of scary man anyway listen (laughs) we were nearing the complete ending of the the episode (laughs) we're just going through this rabbit hole i cannot put on my my temple hat again like i will literally be here all night just coming up with all these weird ideas of google trying to take over the world because again they dropped the motto don't be evil a couple of years ago (laughs) i'm just saying you know google's a lot of things but at least they're like uh, no they kind of lie they they do lie i found a page that's got more oh my god and uh See you guys next week. <laughs> if we go missing, uh, uh, Google did it. I know y'all can't do anything about it because Google, but like, uh, yeah, just so you know. But I, I guess the last, the, the the last actual topical question uh, uh, is: Is Google too big with how many users and rooted in, in, in items and platforms rooted into their software and I guess platforms in general to to a point where? Even alternative tools can't really be alternatives because those tools are usually linked in with, uh, you know, Google platforms like sign in with your Google account, yada yada yada, and with them now, like we're looking at all their subsidies, uh, subsidiaries, like I, I guess. In, in the question is Google too big? I'm asking you, oh, Liz. Was to, oh, I thought it was a rhetorical. Lots of viewers. It is kind of rhetorical. Like, I mean, you you could verify validate and back both answers yes and no for a, a, a thousands of reasons on, on both sides um but I, in the sense of thinking about it, and I, I do want users to actually think and I, I guess if users or listeners if you're if you're listening to this podcast let this be at least the only thing you take away from the episode and i'll, I'll make sure to make this as a soundbite um for easier consumption you need to, if, if you don't already, you need to start thinking about and contemplating what you use and what you do with your data. Google is rooted in a lot of things from your browser to your websites to things that just tracks based on ads from YouTube to the phone and not just Android. 
on Apple iOS devices as well. Everything you do will likely end up in Google's hands. So with that in mind, when you think about what you want to do, what you want to use, what you want to play, what apps you want to download, etc., and what you want to put online, and not, not to get theoretical about the, the, the ownership of your own privacy in a, in, a, in a dystopian future like cyberpunk, because we, we can easily get there if, 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 you know, things are the way they are today. It's, it's very likely. But just for your own common sake, be sure you know what data you're putting out online. Think about what you download. Think about what you use. Google isn't just a hitman to software. Google's the judge, the jury, and the executioner. And that goes along with all your data as well. And a final note to Google, because I'm, I'm positive they're listening if through my phone at the very least. I swear I'll take my tinfoil hat off soon. This is just a, a play on words for thematic effects. We're not slandering you. We're not slandering Alphabet. Do not sue us and please do not kidnap us and torture us and, you know, have us on the back of an alien spaceship through space and off to be probed. We wouldn't like that. So that's the show, everybody. We'll see you hopefully next week with a game-specific uh, episode with myself and Andy. I've been your host, Zane Zunokami Blaylock, with my dubious, studious, fantastic co-host, Louis, that means him with a K, Sandoval. We'll see you all in the next episode and or podcast. So until then, as always, take care. Hey, guys. I think I was channeling a lot of um, Neil deGrasse Tyson at the end there. <laughs> Essence of Zen After Dark is a podcast made for and by geeks and nerds for all things geeks and nerd culture. The intro and outro songs were provided by Pro Leader, who you can find their music at proleader.bandcamp.com. That's P R O L E T E R.bandcamp, one word. Thank you.